A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Warning! Contains strong language and adult themes throughout. Hello, I'm Candy Warhol. And I'm Crystal Rasmussen. And you're listening to... Dragon Ants, the podcast. The podcast. So back for another week, Crystal. And before we move on, I just want to say you look absolutely stunning today. Tell me about this Thank look. You. It's been a week, actually. And I got this huge sponsorship, you know, from the color teal. Oh. You know, and so I've been, you know, and that's why I'm in head to toe teal. My skin is head teal. Yeah, the whites of my eyes are teal, you know, my teeth are teal, my hair is mm. teal, you know, my butthole is teal. Mm. You know, even, your, even your orthopedic shoes are teal today. They are indeed. Well, you know, honey, you can still have a bad back and be stylish. That's what I always say. That's what I said on mm. those ads all the way mm. back in the 80s up till now. And I'm just mm. feeling great and I'm feeling rich. And you know, that's right. my favorite feeling. Candy, mm. what about you? I mean, speaking of pains in the back, mine is killing me, girl. I mean, I've been... Mm door-to-door canvassing with for my charity all weekend. Um, as many people know, I run a charity with uh, mm. my best friend, Chloe Seveny, mm. and it's called WWT, uh, Wildlife Without Teeth. So we basically mm. raise money for, you know, wildlife animals who don't have teeth. Candy, you know, can you t- can you give us some top line objectives of what you were canvass- canvassing for? You know, what what were you asking people to invest in with the charity, the WWT? Well, I mean, for me, really, since my since my beloved parish uh, Chanel went missing last week, she came back with no teeth. So it is mm-hmm. a personal personal cause. And for Chloe Seveny, I mean, I mean, you can usually see her spot her at the side of a road, you know, feeding corn to gummy parrots and gummy wildlife foxes. So I mean. It's just, I mean, it's all for animal lovers out there, but really, really fans of of the gummy wildlife. You know, mm. we're raising, we're raising, you know, mushy foo. We're raising money for false teeth for them. For, for gummy dentures. wildlife, that sounds like Vauxhall on a Friday. Am I right? Well, you are right, my love. So listen, mm. um, if you'd like to donate, the, we'll have the link on our um, on our Dragon Ants page. Yes, right, it's paypal.me forward slash gummy wildlife, and uh, you know, it's a support is appreciated, right, Candy? It is. It is. Thank you. Thank you for the support. So listen, today we're talking about work. So before we find out what work actually means and is, Candy, it is time for our Crystal and Candy's Concern of the Week. Listen up, you're about to learn Candy and Crystal's Concern. I just burped, sorry. <laughs> Grotesque. So Candy, I have... Uh, I, there's no easy way of saying this, but I am having real trouble again this week. What's wrong, my love? Well, you know, as you know, my husband, noted fashion photographer Nigel Barker, mm, you know, he's no. not been well lately and is now on a life support machine as of last <laughs> as of last night. Um, he's on a life support machine as of last night. You know, it's touch and go, you know, and we're all hanging in there. And, you know, really, you know, I shouldn't be here because he's been given, you know, an hour or mm. whatever, and, we're all hanging in there but you know the main issue is that there's been a lot of bills to pay Mm. and he suggested that i get a job now i think this is 
deep, it's classic Nigel, deeply, deeply insensitive, you know, as he promised when we got together, you know, after cycle 29,301 of America's Next mm-hmm. Top Model, mm-hmm. you know, that he would take care of me, you know, and I can't touch his assets till he passes. So, you know, I'm just wondering, do I pull the plug or do I wait to see if someone will pay for things for me? Like, I've never been in this situation before. So what do I do? First of all, I'm sorry, Crystal, that you're going through this. Um, I think it's, it's it's distressing and it's disgusting that you've been put in this position and shame on Nigel. Um, you know, I think, I think the, you know, I'm, I'm a positive person. I like to look on the brighter side of things. Um, and I think let's just, let's get planning. We're party girls. Let's plan the funeral instead. You know, Nigel's gone. You're pulling the plug. The more important thing is what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, who's going to perform. So wait, we pull the plug. Oh, pull the plug girl. The most important thing is how you're going to come out of this. So obviously lots of press. Let's do a red carpet. Yes, but I have to also appear to be very sad, of course. Okay, so. well, what about a black carpet in, like, chic Valentino gown? Mm, I think that is, you know, Candy, as I've always said about you, you know, you just have such flawless taste. Mm. And, you know, I I was going to, you know, straight after this, I was going to call Jeanette, you know, who planned our last oh. funeral and, you know, planned your wedding yeah. to um, Honey Boo Boo. But I think, um, I think that, I don't need a planner now. I can save, you know, 50 grand on that. Yeah. And for like the food, we can call Patrick and get, you know, the Volivants in. So Ophelia, will you get Patrick and Mm. maybe like a nice few nibbles, uh, Volivants, Mm. maybe a bit quiche. A a cheese twist. You know how Nigel loved a cheese twist. A cheese twist. Yes. Okay. So I'm excited. This is going to be a good weekend. I'm excited. Yes. What a fun weekend. Thanks, Kenny. You have shown me the light. Thank you. I don't know what I was thinking. You know, do I wait for him to die, please? Ah, I feel so much better, girl. Okay, we are so excited to have our next guest join us in the studio. Now, I was going to recite her entire IMDb page, but we'd be here all day. So let me just skim through. She is a... RuPaul's Drag Race Queen from season 10, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 4 winner. She is now on Secret Celebrity, RuPaul's Drag Race. She has her talk show, The Exchange Rate. She has a podcast about the drag queen, sibling rivalry. Am I missing anything here, girl? You know, there are a few things missing, but I don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) We make some noise from Monet Exchange. (laughs) I love your Irish. Let me tell you something. When I went to to Ireland, a... I love the city. Yeah. B, there was so much great dick in Ireland. And <laughs> B, the accents are just so beautiful and cute. And I just love it. Yay. Let me know when you're coming over here the next time and we'll get some dick together, girl. Oh, girl. Gorgeous. <laughs> How are you, my queen? My international Atlantic accent. It's no. kind of terrible. We don't like it. Well, we started talking on the podcast and I was like, wait, is this bitch from down the block or is she from across the pond? Like, where is she from? <laughs> She's um, from everywhere and nowhere, honey. That's her. I mean, that is a really good American accent. I have to say, I love talking to people and hear them do American accents because I realize how, yes, I know for us, it, it it's boring and to y'all it's like ooh an American accent but I'm like that shit is so fucking stupid and y'all sound so smart and so brilliant you just sound like trash <laughs> I know I, oh my god no go on just for, just for growing up I was like I wanna you know I grew up in a tiny tiny town so I was like ugh America it's so like it, you know it's where Celine Dion's from near she's not even from America 
<laughs> what a loser, but I love it. Oh, love. I was the same. I went to Hollywood for the first time like last year or the year before, and I was like, oh my God, there's going to be stars ever. And it was glamorous, but also I was like, oh, what a dumb. Oh, girl, it's it's a piece of shit. And then, like, everyone, like, pretends that Hollywood is this, like, glamorous place. And, like, no, they're, they're, they're shit everywhere. They're, uh, it's just not fierce. As it's just a, yeah, it's a soul sure. cycle and an echinacea shot. That's it. It's all and I remember fucking about LA Fitness and Equinox. Okay, right. So you're, you're a proud, you're a proud New Yorker. Oh, I I am. A lot of people say, "Girl, when are you gonna make the jump and move to LA?" I'm like, eh, I don't really have a desire to do that. I have, um, you know, I just love New York. I just can't picture yeah. myself living anywhere else. I do want to buy a house though. Yeah, in Portland, Oregon. Either yeah. this year or next year because I love Portland. Really. Well, you're in this great really? position, obviously, after coming off the show where you get to travel. So it's like, why not have a base where you want to have a base instead of having to move to LA? Well, bitch, ain't nobody traveling now. So I know. Well, I was going to say, like, obviously, coming off All Stars 4, winning that, the exchange rate is doing so well. Like, what, up until this, what has the last year been like for you? Oh, the last year has been really, really, really crazy. It actually has not died down since season 10, you know, because I had a good time on season 10 and I, and I had a good showing. People really liked me and I, Worked a lot, mm-hmm. and then All Stars Four happened, and then that all happened, and so I've been working really hard. So it's actually right before Corona, I had finished the Asia Australia leg of Work the World. Um, so mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I have been going, going, going. I'm gonna sit my ass down in New York for a month. Little yeah. did I know, bitch, it, it was not gonna be a choice. It was gonna be right. um, a mandatory for me to stay my ass home for two months now. Um, Bob and I still have our own. The, we're, we're we're able to do the podcast more frequently now, which is nice right. because right. we're stuck at home. Because before, girl, we were slack, and we were like, "Oh yeah, guys, we have a new episode coming out this week." Two months later, here we go. So it's nice that we're both home, and we like have to do it. Yeah, just That's use this nice. time to develop that content, bitch. She's working hard. And speaking yeah. of work, we're talking about work today. To see what I did there. Um, and I know, you know transition. Speaking of work, you have something you want to talk about. So take it away, queen. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about the exchange. Uh, well, more so <laughs> interviewing celebrity guests and how that factors into being political and all that stuff because you know it is a really tricky thing to navigate and i think that uh you know i have i've always i've never been shy to be political there are a lot of queens who don't really want to get into politics who don't want to who are really scared to skate the line of of celebrity and politics and i i think it's a really important thing i think mm. it i think that you should i think that you know we have you you cannot it's not lost to me that there are so many people who who want to know what I think and what I do and will not necessarily mimic what I do, but act on how I'm moving. So sure. when I am with these celebrities and when I get to uh, chat with them and when I get to be in a company, I, um, I don't shy away from asking the things that I want to, whether it be political or not, because I know how important it is and how, um, what their opinions and my opinions and how that can shift and make things uh, uh, pop in the world. Great. Right. And right. you get to, when you're doing the exchange rates, you kind of get to go, okay, I'd like th- to have this guest because I'd like to speak about this. Or is there a producer telling you, you can't speak about this, you can't have that person? Yeah, so oftentimes um, the celebrities are booked through through uh, through their PRs and stuff through Build. So I, I just get a guest. Mm-hmm. And when, I, when, I'm, when I'm doing the research on that guest, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing what they have all going on. And 
And sometimes something's come out. Like, for example, recently I had uh, Nikita Dragon on the show. Um, and, you know, she's a really big influencer and she has like millions of followers on YouTube, subscribers, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And, um, and I had, I had, I had, I had, because it's not just she just shows up and I'm just asking her questions. I like, I like watch, I like read articles and I like watch her videos sure. and I try to get a sense of who this person is. Yeah. And, it's from, and from what I got from her, she seemed like a good person. She had some controversies like the James Charles thing, which we, which we like tapped on a little bit. And then we also talked about the um, Victoria's Secret controversy, how she spoke out about that and how they're having trans models now and whether she thought they were just, you know, queer baiting us or right. they were really trying to be progressive and all that stuff. But there was this thing about her being biphobic. Mm. And I had, and I, in all my research, I did not see anything about her being biphobic, yada, yada, yada. So after the show, people were like, wow, Mona, I can't believe it that you didn't ask about being biphobic. And again, if you watch the show, you know that I don't shy away from yeah. questions. Yeah. It's just mm. something that... I don't follow her like that, so I didn't. I didn't even know that was the no. thing in the ether. So, but then I guess you're, I like, yeah. Go on, yeah, sorry, Mane. Continue. No, I'm saying, I, and, and afterwards, you know, I did the research and got to find out she never, she never, she never, she never biophobic. There was a, she did the dating show where she had a gentleman on the show who was bi, yeah. And then she, I think they had like discussed his ex partners, and they were all. Um, all his um, his ex partners that were male were all like these like really big beefy guys. And she's like, girl, I just don't think that you. I, 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 she's like, I feel uncomfortable with trying to date you because you don't seem like you're into my physique and things like that. So she's like, so next, but it wasn't like you're bi. I hate you. You're trash. Exactly. You should burn in hell. You know, people just like to such a, stuff. Yeah. such a huge thing at the at the moment. Like this whole like storm in a key, teacup thing. Like one time, yeah. let's try and drag that person down. Or no. yeah, yeah. Like, but I guess Monet, I'm you're like in between a rock and a hard place in a way because I imagine you know when you're not political enough or you miss you know like the biphobia thing with Nikita Dragon, you get criticized, and then also when you are political. Do you get criticized as well? Oh, 100%. We just did um, this with Marty Cummings, who is a really big political activist. Drag queen here in the, yeah, in the States. He, um, she, They did a panel. Oh, that's another thing, girl. I, you know, I know. Go, I know. And I'm try, I, I try my best. I try my best so hard. But I'm just so used to she and then girl and everybody. Bitch, I call my dad girl. All right? I'm like, girl. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, you fuck that up. Anyway, they um, are big political <laughs> activists here in the States. And they just did a panel for Queens for Biden. And um, Jan Sport was on there and some local Queens, Pixel Ventura. And uh, I spoke on there, you know, about how important it is to vote and how we should all vote blue no matter who. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> queer folk, people of color, we don't have the option of a, Biden is this, but he, we, we don't have a but he. There's so much on stake for, uh, at, uh, mm. on the line for us. We don't, I see so many cis, straight white dudes who are like, I'm not voting. I'm like, yeah, because you have the privilege not to vote. I was like, we as queer folk and people, we don't have that privilege. Bitch, our, right. literally our, our livelihoods, us, us, us uh, not being able to exist for who we are is on the line, okay? We don't have that. So that's why I'm choosing to... Biden was not my first, second, third, fourth choice, but I know that at the end of the day, as long as Trump does not get reelected, that right. is the goal, that is the mission. So that's why I'm, you know, voting that way. But people are like, I can't believe this and that. And the other. I'm like, sit your privileged ass down <laughs> and don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Do you think being political has sort of, you know, affected... Op opportunities or where you can go or people, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't agree more that I think like, to me, I think if you have a platform, you have to use it for good for politics. Yeah. You know, I couldn't agree more, but like, have you had experiences where it's affected, you know, your work or your opportunities or whatever? What, it, what you know, yeah. 
You know, as far as I know, there haven't been, but I'm sure, especially when I had the whole fiasco, which was another crazy thing um, with the whole Megan McCain thing, how, you know, we were just invited on the show and we brought out the cake for her birthday. And I it became this. I saw the big hoopla that people came out, and I was like, these queens are literally just invited on one of the biggest talk shows. What you queen know? Is I'm going to say at home. I'm you like, know? And then people were like, oh, you just did it for the check. I'm like, bitch, do you know anything about TV? What check? What is this What is this check I did it for? Where is all this money that I did this for? And then, um, so it became this huge thing. And again, it and they had completely looked over all the work we had did that summer when we did that panel on there. And we talked about trans rights, we talked about LGBTQ issues. We talked about all of this great stuff on ABC, on The View, for all of these millions of people to watch. They just completely negated all of that. And they jumped to these crazy conclusions that how we were now Republicans, how Monet is for gun violence, Monet is for school shit. It was like, it kept being this crazy thing. And it's like, it's always... And uh, the big part of it, it was, it was the queer community. It was our own people yep. attacking us for this opportunity. So it was so. I'm sure there are certain things that I have missed that I don't know because of things like that. Yeah. But again, mm-hmm. I um, if for me is is my personal choice to be to be a political and, 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 and a political queen and speak out about that stuff. So I take all of it because I'm choosing to do that. And I um, adversely, I don't think that everyone has to like. There's this thing like people say like you are uh, um like someone said to Rihanna once they were like Rihanna how do you feel about being an activist she was like activist she was like I never asked to be nobody activist she's like I am mm-hmm. Rihanna and that's who I am you know what I mean so I'm like if you want to great if you don't that's also great but for me I I choose to and that's, yeah you know, do you yeah. think there's a privilege in not being an activist though Monet hmm, that's interesting you know I think that um I think mm-hmm. there is a privilege in there is some type of privilege in choosing to not be an activist because you know you're if you're making a lot of money or whatever you're 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 in a place where you're comfortable and you kind of and those issues not that they don't affect you but if you don't feel the need to speak out I, there is some inherent privilege that you're probably uh, uh, uh that you're accepting that you're not necessarily identifying with mm-hmm. or acknowledging but um I don't think that everyone should should be an activist if they don't want to. Because you have some people who are activists and they speak and you like, girl, please. Yeah. 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 Uh, Keep that to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so I don't think every everyone I don't think everyone has the calling to be an activist. You're obviously not afraid to speak your mind and ask questions then. Like, do you ever kind of come across guests who are like awkward and can't deal with that? Um, I, there hasn't been any guests. Well, so so we, we do the show, and right before we go live, we um, I always meet the guests. We chat for like a minute or two in the dressing room, and then from it's like you know get them into the vibe of, especially the celebrity who have never heard of, they don't have no idea who the fuck I am. They're like, who is this fucking beautiful woman that's coming here? Um, so especially they don't know. You know, it's nice to just break that ice and just be like, hey, yeah. girl, how are you? Like, for example, when, when RuPaul came to do the show, right. I went up to the dressing room and, hey, I was just gagged that he even agreed to do it because, you know, Ru don't be fucking with everybody. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, my right. God, Ru. So when he came, when I went up to the dressing room and I spoke to him and I walked in, he's like, Monet Exchange, look at you. And <laughs> then this bitch got her own motherfucking talk show. And yeah. I was like, bro. Yes, so, <laughs> so it was, and then, but again, I would have before that. I would have been. I would have felt like a little guarded. I'm like, because I know, like you know, there are so many questions people have for Ru and what they want to ask, and blah 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 blah. And um, yeah, but he was just super sweet and super cool, and he was really down to earth. And we just had like a good conversation. And when I met Kim Michelle, 
you know, she is, her publicist had said to our people, they were like, hey, you know, in interviews, she gets a lot of questions, especially with the whole R. Kelly situation and mm. all that stuff. But she gets a lot of questions that she's really, so she's really on guard, just so that you know. So I went up to the room and I spoke to her for like two minutes. And afterwards, she goes to my producer. She's like, you know what? She can ask me anything she wants. I really like her. She's really cool. And right. I was, so, like, those moments help them, like, break down their walls oh, and not right. think that I'm, like, fucking trying to get them, you know? Yeah, I so, saw a good interview where you're never going to, like, do a, a Tyra and Naomi Campbell and try and ambush them, you know? Well, bitch, I tried that with Gia Gunn, but she came and Girl, she just, I saw like, that. She cried. She, like, apologized like, in the first five minutes of the interview. I was like, no! That's what's going to happen <laughs> at the end. Not I, now. Completely got that vibe because I watched that and I was like, this is going to be good. I had my producers, I had them like go through my Twitter and go through my Instagram and get every single exchange we have had for the past year, yes. date, time stamped. I was going to be like, so on February 17, 2019, you said that I was a stupid, nasty fucking bitch. What exactly did you mean by that? <laughs> oh my god! But girl, she she was like, "Girl, I'm sorry. I was a mess. My mom was really sick, and I was really projecting my." I was like, <sighs> "And she was in your house. ruined it, <laughs> ruined my moment." I know. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're good friends, and Gia like she like she like call me and text me, and she she's really right. sweet. So yeah. See, so it's better than Tyra and Naomi. Then my god, I know because you know those bitches still no, fucking hate each other, girl. I know. <laughs> That's one of my favorite interviews because Tyra is like coming at Naomi with all these facts. And then Naomi's like, well, I don't really look at the past. I just know the person I am now. And the person I am now would not be that. The gag is Tyra, like she had no studio audience. And someone posted a video on Twitter the other day. It's like, it's like Naomi walking out and they added like extra like footsteps to me because, you know, it's like that. It was like, click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. Radio silence. That shit was so. I mean, that was that That's was good, good TV. Tyra oh, Banks makes good TV. Good oh my TV. God, Do you even know Gianni Versace? Versace. <laughs> I'm obsessed. So good. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I found my question. Obsessed. Um, the first one, the first one I have is, you know, would you ever decline a guest on the exchange rate due to their viewpoints, or would you welcome them on for a discussion? Absolutely. This. 
Oh my God, I, I would never turn down it. I mean, unless it was something like egregious, like, oh you know what I mean? Unless it was like something really crazy. Like I'm not interested in interviewing KKK members or something like that. Stuff like that, no. no. no, no. Right. Yeah. But yeah. like, for example, I would have like, I would have a conversation with Megan McCain on the show and just mm-hmm. uh, A, talk about our both my experience being on the show and how that affected, you know, stuff. And also just to ask her questions about, you know, political questions about her husband and how she and how she feels about that and his like, you know, his role in in his anti LGBT yeah. stuff. And, you know, so I would I would I mean, people, but I know if I was having a guest, people like, really, Monet, you're gonna have Megan McCain, yada yada yada. It's like it's like if you only spoke with everyone that you agree agree with one hundred percent, bitch, we'd all just be talking in a fucking in a fucking yeah. vacuum. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you right. have to like talking to people who have adverse opinions from yours mm-hmm. is a way to is to that's how you affect change. That's how right. because the people who want to see Meghan McCain are going to watch this thing and then they're going to learn something and they're going to like it's like it's like telephone right. with like with with positive information. You know what I mean? So right, um, but so that's how been- that works. It's like this complicated thing that you're right, because it's like, you know, you have a fan base who, you know, would find it, I guess it's sort of like, you know, in this culture, it's harder to almost have conversations with people with opposing views, but that's also what needs to happen. Do you know what I mean? As in like, you know, over here in the UK, it's like Tories versus Labour, right? And Labour are the lefties, kind of the Democrats, and Tories are the Republicans. Mm -hmm. And you know, it is, there's so much sloganeering about like, never fuck a Tory, never kiss a Tory, never, you know, all those things. And, you know, while I agree with it, because mm. they stink. No, I'm kidding. Um, but <laughs> like, no, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But like, you know, some of the most interesting and insightful conversations I have had are with people with completely opposing views. Yeah, to me. And, yeah. And yet, pub, you know, talking about that on a public platform mm. Make, leaves you really open to a lot of criticism, like you say. So, like, yeah. how do you kind of, I guess, how do you navigate that? Because it's something that I find complicated. Well, it's something that I would implore the community to be like, girl, imagine if I was to get on the show and say, why? I was like, and ask her something like, you know, yes, you are, an, you, 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 you've won the Glad Media Award, the Harvey Milk Award, but how do you feel that your husband has had such divisive and anti-LGBTQ rhetoric? Like, how, like, how, how do you reconcile all of these things that you've done? With with Glad and the Harvey Milk Foundation, with having a husband like that, so it will be to me as a listener. I want to know the answer to that. I want to know how right. both things work together. Because for me, as a queer person, I could never date or marry or whatever as someone who is into LGBT. And yes, she's not. But it's like the fact that you are married to someone like that. I think it's a there's this really crazy dichotomy. So I I you know I would be intrigued then I and I and I don't know where else I would get the answer to that question. So right. I you know that's a way that we we for us to access that information to find out. So the so bitch we really know what's popping. Yeah. Right. To learn to learn to about learn, you know learn, yeah. what what you're up against or what you're you know what really the differences are. Exactly. Sort of you know what so I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Totally. Monet, do you enjoy the political responsibility that comes with your sort of role and your job and your and your life? It can be tough, but I, for me personally, 
I think spreading knowledge and spreading awareness and doing what I love is more important sure. than letting these people who I don't fucking know, mm. who 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 don't even have the courage to have their fucking face picture mm. on their profile. I'm like, I'm not gonna let you, bitch. You're a coward. Okay, yeah, you're right. at home literally doing nothing. Mm. So, um, so I don't let those people affect me because you're because they're they're literally nothing to me. The ability to live openly and queer is such, I think it's something that we're taking for granted now. Okay, and the ability to come out and people, you know, you have kids coming out younger and younger and younger. Um, I, I, I did I did this thing for high school uh, last fall, I think it was. And it was, and there were so many queer kids at this high school in the fucking, uh, in fucking uh, a Northwest, in, in, wow. in, I think in Seattle. Wow. I forget. Anyway, whatever wow. it was. But there were so many queer kids, and I'm just yeah. harkening back to bitch when even I was in middle school or high yeah. school, and how that I was, was like such the, a rarity. Yeah, when you were like the only one. But even like a drag queen going into a high school doing a talk, excuse me. You know what wild. I mean? Like, wild. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can imagine. So far, and we, I think that we should always remember that. And people like Ellen, like her, her career was shut down for like four years yeah. because on her TV show, a comedy TV show, she came out as being gay. You mm. know what I mean? And and, and back, yeah, it's just, it's that's like not, so yeah. crazy. How, that, that's not that long ago either, you know? That's not, it's not that long ago. It's not, so. It's the leap, yeah, like such leaps and bounds. But I guess it also like, in a way it's hard, it, you know, I think almost to understand something you have to try and like empathize with it. And I think in a way it comes from this, it's kind of an internalized shame, internalized homophobia where like that progression can't, you know what I mean? Can't happen without, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's quite like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I no, don't you know. totally, I guess, let me like, say something. Internalized homophobia is so real. And oh, it is. bitch, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've done it. I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, Damn. and I think, but again, it's, it's like acknowledging and putting a name on it and acknowledging what it is so yeah. that you can yeah. do better, you know? My final question, I guess, for you, Monet, is like, you know, if you had, you know, advice for somebody who was, you know, felt like they wanted to have a voice or felt like they wanted to speak on these, on these political, you know, socially and sort of party political conversations in the way that you do, Mm. you know, what would you, and, but they felt scared to, or they felt like, you know, they were going to be judged for it, or they felt like not empowered to do so, you know, what would you advise someone who was sort of feeling that, you know what I mean? Um, I would say what other people think of you is none of your business, okay? Mm-hmm. What people think about your activism is none of your business. People don't like the fact that you do drag. It's none of your business. People don't like the fact that you wear nails or you wear gays. or like, oh, that's gross. Oh, that's nice. You think that. That's, that literally has nothing to do with me. It's not my problem. It is all your own shit. And I think that people also have a fear of being political and, and being an activist because they feel like no one's going to see it mm-hmm. or um, it's just like it, it's, it's like going into a void whether you have five people listening or 10,000 people listening just if you want to be an activist do it because you really want to that was so beautiful thank you so much for coming on our show today it's been a real pleasure to speak to you yeah thank you guys it's- for having me this is so fun Bitch, thank you so much for coming on the show. You guys are so welcome. Truly, honestly, what a pleasure. I think it's time for the listener dilemma of the day. Mm. Here we go. Dear Candy and Crystal, for 15 years, I've run a successful business selling sex toy paraphernalia. But with the rise in online shopping, I can't compete anymore and I'm going to have to close the shop. I have so much stock left over. How can I get rid of it? Asks Isabel in Bath. Oh, God, that is such a shame, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. 
Can you can you pass over the the photo of Isabel, Crystal? Uh, can I have a look at this? Um, oh, um, okay, Isabel. So Isabel, I would say, is what age? You get late eighties, mm. um, Isabel. It's hard to see. It's hard to see with all those toys. I mean, she's there's a. I think that's a a, a double a double edged dildo she's taking on um on either end. Um, in either hole. I'm getting I'm getting late eighties, which I mean is is that's your prime, Isabel. What are you doing in your life? You know, you're just getting going and you're giving up on your work, you're giving up on your business. I I I, I don't see that. But listen, maybe try other things. You know, you can't do the shop. What about like a, a Sunday farmers market? You know, get that stock out there. You know, mm-hmm. like get mm-hmm. get in where the people want their with their things. You know, get into the community. Community. I was just saying that is one thing. That was one word. You know, I love is community. You know, start the. You know, get those toys out there. You know, into the community. You know, hit them while they're young. You know. Couldn't agree more, Candy. I think that is some salient advice for our dear Isabel. So I think don't close the shop. Keep going get into the community, you know, schools, you know, uh, farmer's markets, as Candy said, you know, mm. church bake sales, you know, you church know, a brownie, sales. a brownie and a butt, a butt plug, you know, a, mm. you know, a down, get down the community center. Yeah. Isabel. A Victoria sponge and a vibe egg, you know, that's, you mm. know, two for one, you know, be creative. Isabel. One. Yeah. Isabel, think outside the box. You're in your eighties, you're in your prime, get those juices flowing literally and mentally. I'm just work, work, uh, work smarter, not harder, Isabel. That's okay. Yeah. And so that was our listener, the listener dilemma of the day. So I'm, I'm sorry. I don't even know where to go from here. Chris, I'm exhausted after this, after this episode. It's after taking it out of me. I am exhausted too. You know, that's, we're working, working, which is interesting because I think at the beginning of this episode, I never heard of work. But now, you know, it's all I can think about. Work, 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 work. work. You know, it sounds like a song as well. Maybe we should record a work, work, work. Maybe we could do something. Mm. Um, You know, this. I think, uh, you know, people who say we don't do anything, we don't work, you know, this one hour of of the week for us you know they don't realize all the work that we we put behind it and it's tiring you know it is exhausting you know it is hard you know and i have you know i have barely fought you know to create a life for myself where i do not have to work you know Mm -hmm. i have ridden on the on the privileges of my you know dynasty money as mm-hmm. you all know i am from the romanov mm-hmm. dynasty i'm the lost romanov mm-hmm. girl and you know i have ridden on the privileges of that to not work and so to have to work for an hour a week is mm. is is distressing to me yeah. and i'm exhausted and so i think you know this weekend candy i am just gonna i'm gonna kick back and i'm gonna relax at, you know in the pool and mm. mansion you know i've got my whole body teams coming over to really give me a good once over you know, and I'm thinking also, Candy, about waxing off my hair. And by that, I mean on my head, you know, because I've just been really obsessed with the whole shiny look at the moment. And I Sinead O'Connor kind of 90s grunge look. I think shinier than that. I'm sort of going shinier. for like a, like a, a, a bulbous, full, oh. you know, wet condom. I'm really into that, mm. you know? Lovely. So what I do can you see think? that on you. Yeah. Maybe like a full, like a bald head nude look, except for your orthopedic shoes. That could be a cute little look. For well, you. you know, I've got the shoes in a nude color, so it's actually a perfect. Well, answered itself. So, what are you going to do this weekend, Candy? After such a hard, I have. To- 
I have to agree. I've had a exhausting week, and um, do you know what? This all this work with the um, the WWT uh, Wildlife Without Teeth. I'm exhausted, and you know what? I'm exhausted um, when it comes to working for others. I need to put myself forward. So tonight, I am after putting together a massive uh, gala or gala, as some people say, and I'm going to honor myself. Oh, that is so fun. Thousands of people in attendance. Um, I know you have agreed to do a keynote keynote speech. Don't give it away. Mm. Don't give it away. I am excited to hear. But I'm looking forward to just sitting back and receiving some praise from me for once, you know? It yeah, no, I mean that that's gonna be so nice and so, you know, so sort of deserved ish. Deserved, I think. Well, I mean, say it in the speech. Keep it for the speech, my love. I'm excited to hear see what you come out with. Um I've heard there's a bit of a performance. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't. I yeah, have no, been, no, no. I have been learning to, um, yeah, to walk on my hands for this tonight. So I'm going to be walking on my hands a lot tonight. And great, um, mm, quite specifically niche. And also, of course, I'm going to be doing ribbon work. You know, silks oh. from the sky. Sales. You know, but obviously that's why I'm stood on the one leg. I am, you know, I'm half flamingo, but also, you know, I, I lost a leg to silk silking. Mm. And mm. so, well, I know, did. I did book in a, a flamingo petting zoo. Are you part of that, or will that... Yeah, I? Yeah, I'm a part of that too. Yeah, mm. you know, you booked Fantastic. a lot of services that actually come from me, and it's surprising I have so many because I don't work. You know, it's really mm. interesting. Uh, logical. Well, that's, you know, well, that's where the money comes. You oversee things, but you know, yes, um, exactly. I'm looking forward tonight. I'm looking forward tonight. But listen, I have to go get dressed, and you have some rehearsals to get to, Missy. So, mm. wire up thank the you so money. Wire up the silks. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for for listening in mm-hmm. uh, to our three listeners out there. Um, thank you so much. Um, it means a lot to us. Yes, um, Eddie, Johnny, and Jimmy. And we see you and we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Dragon Ants, the podcast, for another week. We love you. Mwah. Love you. Bye. <laughs>